hitting and the button. The button is hit. We are live. Holy Damn. crap! There's a ton of comments already, Ron. Can you guys have? Can you see the comments on the side? No, not yet. I think it takes a while for everything to load. All right. All Why right. were they sitting there li- listening to us for the last five minutes? No, 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 no. We just fun. literally just went live. Oh shit. Okay. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome to It's Just Bodybuilding live. Of course, the producer Scott McNally, Dusty Hanshaw, and myself, Big Ron Partlow. We're here live today because Monday was an impossibility to record. I was uh, stuck in the Toronto airport, which is, you know, I think of places that you can be stuck like the Bahamas or, Mm. you know, like a beautiful campground maybe for an extra night or, you know, by by a lake or something or or the Toronto airport for seven extra hours. Oh, God. Those are like premium places to be stuck. So, um, yeah, I had a bit of a delay yesterday. Our, it was kind of funny. We boarded the plane. Of course, I get the first flight out. Sorry, on Monday. I get the first flight out of Toronto, right? Because I get home. Yeah. And uh, we're sitting on the plane for an hour. And they haven't taken off yet. And I have mm. that brutal experience where I fall asleep. And I wake up. <laughs> and I look at my phone. And it's an hour. And I'm like, oh, wow, I just killed an hour. And then I look huh. out the window. We haven't, la- we haven't left the ground yet. Oh, <laughs> And then I, the pilot, I, and the pilot comes on. He goes, um, "I guess a piece of the plane is broken off, so we're gonna have to get another plane." Huh? So that's so we had to get off. I just so. did some research for you, Ron. There have been a number of incidents recently that have delayed planes. There was a list of like twenty, okay. But some of the highlights were two people that worked at the airport got in a fist fight on the runway. Was, Why would that slow it down very much? I mean, how long is <laughs> it? Too many regulations fight? about fist fights, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> that was a good highlight. There was a bunch of other stuff, too. Like some passenger yeah, yeah. dumped rice on the floor. They brought rice in it. It's probably a bodybuilder, you know, dumped a bunch of rice all over the floor. And they refused, the cabin crew refused to take off till they could get it all cleaned up. Other situations like the carts were too big to push down the aisles. So literally, like, okay, now we got to find new carts. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, 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 yeah. We got to wait for another plane to arrive. They have smaller carts on that plane. We right, right. Carts off. Yeah, it's bullshit. So you're not so alone. Remember, remember, everybody, like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. There you go. And of course, thanks to Mutant, our sponsor, immutant.com, 20% off using Dusty20 or Big Ron20. Yes. There. We're, we're fast, fast and slick with all the promo stuff. It's good. And of course, thanks to Patreon, the Patreon members. You're also watching on Patreon Live, too. We have Scott has Patreon Live going, I believe. Is that yes, true? we should be hooked up to Patreon. We should be hooked up to the Facebook group and to YouTube. So welcome to everybody from the different platforms. Yes. So how was your weekend, guys? I was at the Toronto Pro the whole weekend. How are you guys? It's good. <clears throat> we had a good weekend. Um, I had so my friend that passed away on his motorcycle. We... They had a formal service last week, and it was very formal for me. There was not a lot about him, but there was a lot about religion. So oh. <clears throat> decided to go ahead and throw my own party. So we uh, closed down the cigar shop that we had and uh, just nice. invited some of his close friends. It's funny. If you would invite like my close friends, it would be like six people. I had like 50 people there. I'm like, how do you know all these people? <laughs> But, yeah, yeah. Yes. So it was an awesome send off for Daniel last night. A lot of people came out and that was that. And I'm counting that as the weekend because I didn't do anything all weekend except for 
watch the uh, show online. Oh, okay. I heard the stream was a little rough. Yeah, it was. But you know what? I what I think is funny is you simultaneously have people complaining about the stream, and then also saying that the judges got it wrong. Right. Yeah, you uh, can't only do one of those two things. <laughs> I was like, so if the stream quality isn't good, which it was not, how do you know more than the judges that were right there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Scott, your weekend was good. Were you paying attention to Toronto or were you busy? I was busy with everything else. I had all sorts of stuff going on here, but I was interested to hear your opinion on uh, the whole thing. I'm happy to see Ian went win. Uh, Hassan, I've been wanting to see him do really well for a long time. So I was excited to see him, you know, really fight for that top spot. And then I heard everybody talking about Ian Valier, who I'd consider him to be a friend of our show. Um, And, and, you know, really all around great dude. I've been watching him come up for a long time and fellow Canadian, your people. Um, Totally. The whole chest thing. And and that's been like the big news. And he posted a video uh, that I just watched this morning talking about it. Uh, what's exactly going on here, Ron? Well, I I mean, his chest still looked great. Like, there's yeah. lots of guys that have, like, a little extra split in the middle there. Like, you know, it's not, to me, I wasn't, like, looking at his chest. It does look a little different than it used to. Um, so w- what I think, I have a friend that lost the bottom corner of his pec. Like, the, just the bottom corner yeah. just vanished. The same way I lost <clears throat> the bottom corner of my one lat. And I think that that I think that all this stuff is, um, you know, obviously, I, I'm not saying I know exactly what's going on with Ian and I haven't talked to him about it. But I, I just think when I hear people say like, oh, I've got like a muscle that's like looks like it's different. Hmm. Um, like, you know, my one guy, I know his bicep is like he's like, I never tore it. And he had an MRI and it was not torn at all. But he feels like his biceps getting shorter and uh-huh. it, it looks like it's getting shorter. I think that's all nerve related. Um, mm-hmm. it doesn't mean it's not fixable. Maybe there's an impingement. Maybe it's C spine related. I believe that my lat and my tricep along with the inside head of my right calf are all spine related. That's I've got three MRIs booked. They're coming up soon. I'm paying for them so that I can get in fast. Oh, wow. And I need, I need that information in order to decide if I'm going to get stem cells in my, in my spinal, di- in my discs or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, I've done I've done a lot of research. The outside head of the calf is mainly innervated from L five. My outside heads are fine. They're round. They stick out. They contract. They're fine. The inside heads are innervated mainly from S one. It's a different nerve root. No kidding. Right. So when you see guys lose the inside head of their calves, but not the outside head of their calves, and their soleus is fine. Yeah. It it, it tells me what else could it be? Do I have an impingement in my leg somewhere? Or is it my S1? So I'm getting an MRI. I had um, a nerve conduction test done uh, about 10 days ago where they stuck needles with wire, a needle with a wire on it. They stuck it all through my lat. They went all down my tricep. They went in my calf. They went in some healthy muscles. Like they went in my pec and my side delt so they could compare. Yeah. And I'm not quite sure how nerve conduction tests work because, you know, that's just one area I'm not up on. Like he was using all these terms. He was talking while he was doing it. He was looking at the screen and you can hear some sound go. <laughs> so it sounds like static electricity. Okay. And it would kind of, it kind of goes silent and then he'll wiggle the thing around and it goes. <laughs> and then he'll, he'll tell you to flex a muscle while the needle's in it. Huh. So you run some tension through the muscle and it goes. 
like really crazy. Then the screen jumps around. <laughs> and he told me afterwards, he goes, you have something really weird going on. I've, he, goes, he said he's been doing, you know, 30 years of nerves. And he's like, I don't quite understand what's going on with you because you've got, you know, like my tricep has like definitely a nerve impairment, like a severe nerve impairment. He was like, wow, that's wow. very noticeable. But yet the pronator muscle, which is the muscle that turns your hand over. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That muscle is further down the chain on the same nerve. And my pronator was 100%. Huh. So he thinks the doctor I talked to said, listen, the only thing, if this is C-spine related, I think that what has happened with you, just a theory, is that you have a, a bad nerve impingement. It's affected your tricep, but your body has rerouted so many things to try to get around it and that's why your pronator muscle is fine and other things appear to be fine that are on the same nerve but the tricep mm -hmm. just hasn't been able to do the same thing he said that's what he thinks so again i'm dealing with this myself right so when i see a bodybuilder where a muscle looks like it kind of pulls away or gets a little shorter or the bottom corners of the lats come up or the inside head of the calf gets <clears throat> smaller i just can't help but think hey i've seen this this is i've been through this i have this hmm. Yeah. And um, so so I think that, you know, it's not it's not also it's not illogical to think mm -hmm. like, you know, I was a big guy. You know, I put 500 pounds on my back a million times like it doesn't. Yeah. You know, I leg press. I leg pressed 14 plates aside with my, you know, hips almost rolling, you know, the sake <laughs> of how the S1 would just get. I just think it makes sense that maybe these discs eventually, eventually they just, you know give out a little it could be an impingement on the pathway between the neck and the tricep too yeah for me i'm saying you know but i'm just saying that's my opinion i think all this stuff is nerve related probably c-spine related did you see any of that while you were still competing or are these things that you started to notice after you retired the lat was while i was still competing my tricep okay. was fine my calves weren't a problem and yeah. my, my lat was getting shorter and I was looking at Jay Cutler and Branch Warren and their bottom lats were also coming up over oh, the years okay. so I knew something was up and I thought it was massage get massage get yeah. lots of massage lots of tissue lots of tissue work you know yeah everyone was talking about fascia back then yeah I remember everyone that was talking about fascia stretching and I didn't really do anything about my neck and I just I don't know why I never thought to do that but it just didn't occur to me I thought, well, everything else is fine. You know, if it was my neck, I'd be all like fucked up and things would, you know, I'd have numb fingers and shit, but that's not how they work necessarily. I've learned now that nerves are a real crazy, tricky thing. Dang. They do some crazy shit. So, you know, again, I don't, I don't know what's going on with Ian. Maybe he just tore a few fibers off the sternum. Like yeah. he trains, he trains he's a fucking animal, man. He's one of the strongest pros ever. Yeah. You know, he's a 200 pound dumbbell guy, right? <laughs> And the reality is, and, like, for people that haven't seen him, I mean, I, like, I, I can't see it so much I mean, in he still a looks, lot of the pictures. You know, you know like, his, yeah, and he's I mean, got like, a crazy physique. Yeah, and, like, you know, the thing about when my lat came up the back, my yeah. front lat spread was totally unaffected for a very long time. Okay, yeah. It was only visible from the back. So, okay. um, you know, there's still tons of poses where, you know, you don't see anything wrong at all. I gotcha, know? yeah. And his conditioning was fantastic, you know. Yeah. So, yeah, it was a good yeah. show, though. But, you know, again, I, I'm not I don't want to speak about what's wrong with Ian. I just I just know that, you know, when I see this stuff, that's what I think. OK, you know, yeah. hopefully it's something more minor and maybe it go, goes away. I don't know. You know, yeah. There's something so. that can be corrected because he's at like 
where he's at, man, he's at the top of the game right now. Yeah. You know, yeah, winning yeah. shows yeah. And, and he's got a lot of popularity. I hope, you know, it, it, just as a fan of the sport and a fan of him, I hope that, that he can get this figured out, you know, and, know. And, and maybe it just doesn't get any worse than this. That would be ideal. You know, keep it, keep yeah. it here. Maybe, uh, you yeah. know, I don't know, a little direct growth or something. Just put it right in there. Yeah. You know, that's all you <laughs> and need. I, and I know <laughs> some people say that, that, you know, these problems in bodybuilders are from injections, but I never no. once injected my lat. Okay. I never once that yeah. like ever. So the lat thing just doesn't, that doesn't, that doesn't apply to me. So, you know, that sort of thing. I mean, you could technically, you know, do damage injecting if you had like a terrible infection and it went wrong and all that stuff, but I never had that happen. So <clears throat> Right yeah, on. is that right. enough info? Is that enough opinion? I think that's it's good. It's good. Unless Dusty has any opinion that he wants to add, because that's the thing. At the end of the day, we're not trying to, you know, we're not trying to diagnose anything. But I do think because it is a popular topic, and you know, people who enjoy yeah. watching the show, they're like, "Hey, what does Ron and Dusty and Scott think about this?" Yeah, and you know, I'm hoping that if I do get some stem cells, and you know, maybe it is totally disc related, and I Ooh. can uh, inflate those discs back up a little bit, yeah, I can get. A little bit of function, a little bit of, you know, cosmetic, uh, you know, improvement or something. I'm totally functional. I just, you know, it doesn't yeah. look good. That's why I don't, you know, fucking compete anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I really don't. I mean, there's nothing to add. I just think it was uh, I, what I find interesting is that that was more of a takeaway from the show than his bounce back from the Olympia, than his conditioning, than his fullness, than the back being like, <clears throat> I think what I hate about bodybuilding is the fact that we drive home this tiny little thing that I had to like <laughs> go back and look at. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's kind of where and I'm very coming from. Very few people are talking about the fact that he had a back issue at the Olympia that is gone. Like, I mean, I don't, I didn't know what was up, but when I see someone's back disappear compared to themselves relatively drastically, I think, uh-oh, things are slipping in the wrong direction. You bounce back to your very next show and you're blown out, we're good to go. So I'm happy good. to see Ian back in the winner's circle where he belongs, and I hope mm -hmm. to see him busting that you know top six this year. Because I think, what, top eight's the best he's done? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Is, was it, wasn't he seventh once? Maybe that's, once? yeah, maybe it's, yeah, seventh or eighth twice. Yeah, yeah, um, I think he was seventh twice. <clears throat> And he's just one of my favorites for the same reason that people love to make him a villain because he's honest. He just yeah. says what he wants and it drives people crazy. And that's literally my favorite thing about him. Like I, it, it blows my yeah. mind that people jump his case for being honest. I'm like, Oh, weird. another thing that you, that another thing that I notice about Ian that is uh, repeatedly the case. Um, it's the day of the show, right? Tension is high. There's a yeah. lot on the line, you know, all this stuff. And you run into Ian in the, I run into Ian in the lobby and it's as if you're running into someone who's not competing that day. Really? Right. You're like, Hey Ronnie, what's up? And you get That's a hug. Cool. And I talk to him and Melissa and he's like, Oh yeah, blah, 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 blah. How's the gym? Like, and just talking like a normal person who's full of energy and has just had French toast for breakfast and yeah, is yeah. excited to, you know, like is you're not running into like a, Hey bro. Yeah. Not right now, chief. I'm in the fucking zone. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're not getting that guy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that guy. <laughs> you know, it's just like, he's, 
and I think that's you know it's just his his temperament and his mindset is um and and then he wins you know like right and it just says something about like he understands like it's all the work is done this is the this is the 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 best part of it is enjoy the day and talk to people and you know be the champ and manifest the win and I, I don't know I don't know what's going on in his head but he's he's that type of guy so um you know very good mindset the day the show talking to fans like that sort of thing so that's cool for sure all right yeah. what else did we got what are we doing today guys well i really, you, you said you i've got listening yeah, questions said, i didn't know if you had you, anything though you said you wanted to mention the pro card i went through the oh, i sent you the picture and yeah everything. yeah yeah oh, let me boy. pull that up man I did. You told me to send that, it. Just we don't, we don't care over. about you, Ron. What pro yeah, card? Well, I, you're the one that brought it up. So I thought, okay. Here's I'll the thing. You. Here's the thing. I want you guys to understand is that Ron is very humble. You've been, a, you've been doing an awesome job with coaching. You're a guy too, who you keep it simple. You're old school, right? And, uh, you know, no insulin for bikini girls and you're doing a freaking, uh, you're doing a great job. So I wanted to make sure that we talked about that because you had a client that turned pro at, uh, at the, uh, uh, the amateur portion of the show. Right. And that's what yeah. you're out there for really. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I had, uh, you know, everyone loves to help somebody, you know, win, obviously winning at any level is great. And any, anyone, you know, loves to take home a pro card, you know, this is, uh, Elise millions. Who's a, a member at West coast. And, uh, she asked me to train her, um, you know, uh, months ago and did the first show and she won the overall there. And she said, well, you know, am I ready for a pro qualifier? And I said, I don't know. Like, cause to be honest, the last several pro qualifiers I've been to, I like didn't have a figure competitor. So I didn't even watch them. I was busy. So I was like, let me send these photos to a few people. So I sent them to a few people and I said, should she come to Toronto? And they all said, yeah, she should come to Toronto. She, she could, she could win. Like she could do very well. She needs to improve here and there. Sure. So she had uh, 10 weeks between shows and she, you know, put her nose down and we came to Toronto and walked away with the overall win in the pro card. So she's a nice. uh, pro in yeah. two shows. She Hell only yeah. done two shows. You're kidding me. So yeah. I don't so, like her. Yeah, that's either. always that's always fun, you know. And it was one of those um, one of those shows where like <clears throat> no diuretics, no water cut, nothing. She woke up that morning, went to the show. She drank a liter of water that morning before she went on stage. Like no water. So you drank five six liters a day before, all the way to bed. Like no nothing, no like voodoo at all. She ate a little right. bit of extra carbs. She, I think she had a muffin. That was about it. No flavor. Probably chocolate chip because I like to yeah. instill proper values in my clients. <laughs> yes. You got to get yes. the chocolate ratio. Yes. Yeah. Understand. Oh, yeah. So happy you said that. Some of these choices, a poppy seed, get second place. Ooh, we got a super so. chat. We got a super chat. And I don't know who oh, he's super referring chat. to. Yeah. I don't Ring know who bell. he's referring to. He says, uh, but he did say, uh, hello, I really like the podcast. Me and my friend tried to contact you on Instagram for an important matter. We are from Brazil. I don't know who he's referring to, but wow. he tried to contact one of us. And I want to say thank you for watching the show and contributing yeah. to Super Chat. Well, we can we do like all we check. Do like, we will all check our extra, our other folder after the show. and Just yeah. put the important matter here, dude. Let's do this live. What would well, be a good, <laughs> what's a good sound effect for the, uh, for the Super Chat? Because we got this one. Let's see. Do you have a, have a till? I love a we, cash register. We've got a Ching. DJ air horn. That's for Skip. Generally, I save that for Skip. He likes the air horn. Yeah, that's too EDM for me. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna work. And then I have a triangle. We got that. 
We have a Glockenspiel. Mm. There you go. Thanks for the Glock. Do you have do you have a Glock? No, yeah, I, I could do that myself, but we're running this thing live. There's no I net. know. There's no net. There's a super chat. Down. You do a desk pop. <laughs> desk pop. <laughs> <laughs> Woohoo! Thank you guys. Bing. <laughs> you know. Well, hopefully Victoria's, Victoria's not in the kitchen. Victoria's upstairs sitting yeah. on the couch, coming through the floor. Yeah. It'll be good. It'll be Perfect. fine. You got to yell out first. Desk pop, and she knows where to stand. Right. Get up against the wall for a minute. It's fine. It's fine. You'll- <laughs> okay okay there we go congrats to everybody again toronto toronto show was great um there was lots of talk about about the pro show but you know you guys you guys i don't know sometimes i think that by the time you know sometimes i i think do, do we want to do the massive show breakdowns because you know we're just not those guys we miss people we're just <laughs> terrible at it we go straight from second now. to fifth <clears throat> You know, yeah, yeah. yeah, and they don't even yeah, talk about the winner. You know, no, I know, I know, I know. So it's Why would we? It's good. Yeah, it's good. So lots going on. What what else is going on? What are we doing? Well, we do have a bunch this of listener questions. Thing. Yeah, and we've got okay. the live thing, so we literally uh, we could take questions from these people who are hanging out with us. What do you think they're doing right now, guys? I feel like they might be at work. And they're probably supposed to be doing something. Some of them are supposed to be doing something else right now. Some of them they're are researching driving. greatness. Researching <laughs> greatness. Some of them are doing cardio. Some of them are, I'd say most of them are sitting at their desk at work. Um, and they're like, maybe they're mouse clicking. Uh, just oh, yeah. To give the illusion that they're doing something, but they have an earbud in and they're listening. Yeah. 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 We do have a bunch of questions. There was one, I think I had sent it over to you guys this morning because I wanted to give you a minute. Uh, maybe I didn't. Maybe I sent it to. <laughs> yeah. So I sent it to somebody else because I wanted to ask. His friends. I sent this to Skip friends. and Andrew. And I was like, hey, guys, I want you to put some thought into this question so that we can have some good answers today. I'm going to ask Ron and Dusty, too. But apparently or I didn't no ask notice. you guys. Yeah, no notice. You guys have no notice on this one. All right. Do it. This is from Phil. He's from Patreon, which, by the way, thank you, Phil, for supporting us on Patreon. He says, what's the biggest load of nonsense bro science that you've heard from respectable coaches? Um, All I can think of is when at a George Ferris seminar, when Kai Green sitting next to him talking about wasting a workout if you have post-workout carbs because of the GH release. Oh, wow. That's a good one. Yeah. Yeah, he that's wins. a good one. <laughs> that's that's hard to beat. Yeah, that's geez. hard to beat. You know, um, well, there's so geez, fuck, there's so many. Um, where do you I start? Think my, <clears throat> I think the easiest one that I can think of, and I don't need to name a coach because there's literally hundreds around the world doing this, telling anyone they're trying to convince to compete that they think they can get a pro card. Like day one, never competed before. Mm, I think yeah. I'm like, is that speaking to people's hopes is a great sales pitch, I think. Cause I'm like, <clears throat> I've had people say that. You think I'd be a pro? I'm like, I don't know. Let's yeah. see. Yeah. That's not a real good sales pitch, but it's true, right? Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, that's one of my favorites of the dumb things is I literally have had people come to me after being with a coach, not placing uh, at a local show. And coming to me and saying, oh, well, he said I could get a pro card this year. And I'm the one that looks at him and was like, three to five years. Tops. Yeah. If all goes well. 
yeah. Rough. I, I, you know, when you just like, I can't help but mention something <clears throat> that I, I saw twice this weekend. And, um, you know me, I don't throw people under the bus. I like to let the world discover them. Yes. Um, that's not my job. But uh, <laughs> so I had two coaches, two coaches Give me two, that I'm Utah. friends with. Very friends with. Give me two, Utah. Yeah. Very good friends with who come up to me and they're like, look at this. And they showed me screenshots. And this is, this is so common. I boggles my mind, but here's the scenario. A coach has a client maybe in the past and they move on and go work with other coaches and then they do really well with that coach. Yeah. Maybe uh-huh. they, they do an, a higher level show. They come in, let's just say 10 pounds bigger and the hardest they've ever been. And they send that person a message. Hey, great to see you doing well today. Congratulations. You know, you could have been a lot harder, though, and I think it would have oh, helped your placing. Yeah. If you, uh, if you need any help, you know, I'm always here for you. It's, it's nice to see you doing well. That yeah. sort of thing. Wow. Or the other one was, um, hey, uh, you know, congrats on making first call out. It's a shame you were so depleted. Um, if you would have been fuller, you might have been in that top spot. You know, if you notice, my clients always have a very full oh, right? Come on. Yeah. Brain ninja. And, and and I saw this twice from two different trainers. These were di- two different trainers in these two incidents. But that just tells me if I'm seeing it twice, it's a fucking epidemic. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like these dirt bags are these poachers. They're just trying to feast on the biggest insecurities of the competitor who's just experiencing the show that day, you know, just mm-hmm. coming out of prejudging. Some of them are rattled. Some of them are extremely happy. Some of them read these messages and they're like, beat it. And other, others might read this message and go, Oh, was I depleted? Oh, maybe right. I was depleted, you know? And, uh, uh, I, I just, I mean, I was standing backstage with my client who won her pro card when one of my, <clears throat> one of my buddies showed me the message. Yeah. And I, sh- I showed it to her and I go, read this. I go, you're going to get these. Like, you know what I mean? You're yeah, going to get mm-hmm. these. I bet you get one of these. Someone's going to try to, you know, convince you that, you know, for your next show, you need to work with someone who knows the judges better now that you're a pro. Oh, right? yeah. Sort of thing. True. yeah. Hey, you know, you did really well. Congrats on your pro card. Ron's a great coach. But, you know, at this level, there's a lot of things you need to know. Like that's that stuff. They're, these people are just the biggest pieces of shit. And, yeah. um, and I just, I love when the good people discover who they are. <laughs> right. And, and it's just, yeah. Anyways, that's, that's my little just behind the scenes. This is what's going on. It's very common. Doesn't surprise me anymore. But that's what's up. Yeah, that is kind of crappy. I came, I've got one, a bro science thing. And I never did this. This is something I heard early on. In peak week, you don't want to brush your teeth with toothpaste. Oh, wow. Because Welcome to the 80s. Of yes. the extra sodium. You don't want all that extra sodium in your body, so don't use toothpaste yeah. for that last week. Do you I, remember, you, you never knew, heard that one, Dusty? Y- yeah. I knew <laughs> Why so would I not want sodium? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Make your whole yeah. water. 
Oh, yeah, that's what sodium does. I'm glad that I know that's what sodium does now. <laughs> right. <laughs> sodium yeah. makes you hold water. Oh, boy. Get a yeah, bit tighter. Um, Cut the sodium. You know well, what's funny you, is that's like such yeah. a great... Um, I used to do that in sales when trying to get people to switch from one brand to another. You can say things that are... Um, that you know are true, that are blanket statements that catches someone to think. You're like... Well, you oh, might yeah. notice, like, if you're talking to a lady and she's taking a product that has more sodium, it's like, yeah, well, it's probably possible here and there during a month you might notice you're holding a little more water. That could be from that sodium. Yeah. Oh, I never thought about that. Yep. Or it could be from a monthly visitor. I don't know. <laughs> but try yeah. this other brand that I make more money off of. Um, yeah. <laughs> just saying. Just saying. Yeah. That's the that's a great one, Scott. I you going back to the like late '80s, early '90s for the don't brush your teeth with toothpaste thing. My, they were boiling you know, chicken. Then my first uh, coach, my first or my first show, I, I'd only ever worked with one coach. Well, I hired another guy to help me peak for another show down the road. But uh, my first time competing, he had me cut all my salt out at the end, and he had me drink um, uh, distilled water. Yes, oh, I was I just going to mention that. Yeah, he had me drink distilled water, and we loaded up on the diazide too. Like we're talking good, oh, good amount of diazide that show. It's funny. I I did a show with a coach that was one of one of the first times I ever looked amazing was with a zero sodium coach. They were like, okay. "Don't use salt thing, right?" Yeah. But now, in hindsight, I look back, and they had me eating like sixty ounces of chicken a day. Okay. So I was still getting a couple grams of sodium through my sheer volume of meat. Okay. You know? right. Yeah. And and then I was also having like 30 egg whites a day. So there was so, enough yeah. sodium. The protein was so high that because wow. you know, just think what has you know, muscle tissue has sodium in it, right? So the yeah. protein intake was so high and the egg whites were, were up there. So um I had adequate sodium to function, but it was a zero added sodium diet. But, you right. know, just that, the, you know, the oh, salt, salt's going to kill you. Salt's going to ruin your look, but have egg whites. Right? Yeah. Makes perfect yeah. sense. That, yeah. So that whole it. thing, like, it, you know, in hindsight, I look back on it. They also wanted me to drink distilled water. Yep. But I, I, I thought, mm, that doesn't sound right. So I just drank spring water. Okay. And mm. uh, I won the show. And I remember people coming up to me. They're like, man, when I found out you were working with them, I knew you'd be ripped. But I didn't think you'd be full. Oh, <laughs> and, and I and I look back now and I'm like, I wonder if the spring water saved my ass versus a distill. I don't know. You know what I mean? But just yeah. a little look like the one thing I didn't do. They told me to do. Yeah. Well, so it'll purge. Distilled. It doesn't have any minerals in it. Right. The, the yeah. distilled water. It'll purge minerals out oh. of your system. Yeah, push them out. Yeah. 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 yeah it'll leach you down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Plus, it tastes terrible. Have you ever drank like drank some lately? I didn't drink notice a glass of distilled water, man. There's huh. a really weird taste. It's like you get so used to water that has minerals in it. Yeah. You know, and dusty drinks, you know, pure Perrier, just straight from yeah. the, the tap, you know. <laughs> so <laughs> whatever he's drinking, there is some fancy. There we go. There you there go. go. <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. So, you know, <laughs> Dusty's drinking like royal water. If you drink yeah. water distilled, it's like you're drinking like some sort of chemical. It has like a chemical taste because it's huh. just dihydrogen oxide. That's all you get. <laughs> <laughs> all right. We do have some other listener questions. We should tell, you know, like I said, guys, if you have any questions here, I'll start looking through 
all the comments. You guys are uh, welcome to throw some stuff in. But we did have a bunch. I mean, a bunch, man. Oh, what about this one? And we've kind of talked about this before from Christopher Logan. He said, uh, he says, oh, he's from Patreon, by the way. He says, hey, Scott, glad to be here. My question is, how complica- complicated do you think social media has made it to get into bodybuilding and why? Personally, I think it's more complicated today than 10 to 20 years ago. Everyone talks about optimizing supplements, food, and training. That if I was a kid, I wouldn't know where to start um, oh. if I didn't have any guidance. Yeah, it's kind of, I see people who are kind of paralyzed. They're like, oh, I don't know what to do. And they're afraid they're going to do stuff wrong, you know? Yeah, and they think everything's equally important. Yeah. Like, like you know, it, 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 they think that, you know, it's like, it's like to play a game of football, you need a ball, you need 11 guys, you need a field, you need, and they're all equally important. Right. You can't, you can't play can't the, game the game without, without it. it. Yeah. Right. Where, so they see all these, these items, like perfect supplement stack, perfect workout split, perfect nutrition, macro balance, perfect. And they're like, yeah, I need to get all this stuff in place in order for anything to happen. But that's not at all what this is like. It's like the training, the calories, just just work out and eat for now. Just find your way with the other stuff. It's not even remotely important compared to just taking action and getting yeah. going. Figure out the rest. The split will work itself out. You know what I mean? So there's a lot of paralysis by analysis, I guess. And people, you know, I've heard guys say, oh, yeah, you know, like I haven't been training for a while because, you know, my elbow's been sore. And I'm like, okay, what about your knees and your hips and your other body parts? Like, I don't get it. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, so they have that idea. Like, if everything's not perfect, it's not worth doing. Right. But that's just the exact opposite of what it actually is all about. Hmm. I got to note that my microphone is acting up. I don't sound any louder or quieter to you guys, do I? No, you sound? sound fine to me. All right. Sometimes in the recording or, you know, when we send the signal out, it gets, it gets kind of weird. Uh, somebody commented, uh, bro science, uh, that you have to take creatine with cranberry juice. Oh, your that's body good. Won't take it in properly. <clears throat> that's a good I thought line. it was grape juice. Why did I think it was grape juice back in the I, day? I heard I grape know. juice too. Yeah. Maybe we're older. Yeah. Well, yes. uh, yeah. Well, mutant have any more signature shirts and a rerun of the dusty shirts. Are they, are they already out or something? Wow, oh, the dusty be. shirts. They, I don't. They got thousands of those. The dusty shirts sold out. That's a good thing. Yeah, okay. we'll just have to. But I know that we're going to do more uh, different signature shirts too. So mm-hmm. <clears throat> that was that's in the mix just because they've done so well. And uh, Sean's come out next. So okay. Yeah. The No Plan B, which sounds very religious to me, um, <laughs> is uh, is coming out soon. But I, I don't know. I guess it means something else to different people. Uh, yeah 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 yeah, you yeah. Know, as someone That's with funny. two daughters i'm like no no plan b is fine if we must um yeah. oh right 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 <laughs> I see. you got you got plan c as well <laughs> exactly how about this <laughs> one? stay away from my daughter <laughs> exactly that's plan a so plan a is the glock yeah <laughs> pete asked us and this is on patreon as well how do you find he had two questions how do you find a good gym? And he also asked, follow-up, completely unrelated, are the, tre- are the Trend Twins the new Barbarian Brothers of the Internet? So how to find a good gym first? Watch Mutant on a Mission. 
There you go. Find a lot of them that way. (laughs) That's funny. Um, Yeah. uh, Watch me on a mission. Get a few. Like the the reason I started doing that show was because when I started traveling for Mutant, the first two years I traveled with Mutant, I was blown away at, I, you know, because my, my conversation at the booth when I'm at the expo is I always shake someone's hand and I usually ask where they're from and then I usually ask them where they train. Yeah. I don't know why. That's just something I ask. I think gyms are something that, you know, we all have in common. And, and, um, and I was asking a lot of people, like, where do you train? And they'd be like, oh, you know, Fitness Planet or whatever. And they go, oh, you know, how is that? And they go, oh, it sucks. Hmm. And I go, oh, well, is there any good gyms in your area? And they're like, I don't think so. I got to drive like 40 minutes. There's one 40 minutes away I go to once in a while, you know, but, you know, I just, it's hard to make the drive. Right. And I was like, man, there's a lot of people training at gyms that they don't like. Because that was always like, I always liked the gyms I was at because I seeked them out. I found a good gym. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of people that were stuck at gyms they didn't like, right? And um, you, you gotta, you gotta go around. You gotta look. You know, look, look in your area, seek them out, go have a workout there. You know, you, you might, you might think, ah, this gym's a little out of the way and it's a little small or something. But go train there. Maybe the atmosphere is killer. Maybe there's some cool people there. Maybe you'll meet the owner and he's a great guy, you know, or girl. Um, but yeah, you got to put a little bit of effort in, and it's worth it. Oh, for sure. You know, I think the other thing too is if you're if you're around. Um, I, the smaller gyms, I, I know a little one in uh, Canada called West Coast Iron that's pretty good about selling T-shirts and merchandise. Right. I have found often, like, when I've went into just being out of town on a short notice, I go to a gym, it's a little crappy, and I see somebody wearing, two or three people wearing a shirt, like a West Coast Iron shirt, and I'm like, I'll walk over. Where's that gym? And they're usually like, oh, it's 20 minutes away. Great. Oh yeah. So much better than this one. It's, it's, it's literally some of the greatest advertising there is and you go check them out and and it never fails. And nowadays what's nice is most gyms are smart enough to have a social media. You can literally look them up, go to their social media and look at the equipment. Um, cause I'm pretty, when I go on the road, it's part of the, of the fun is to find a great gym Hmm. and, and see what they've got. So like we did a search, we're going, uh, next week down to Florida and, Nikki already did the homework and found the gym we're going to. They got a ton of prime stuff. It's a powerhouse. And it's like, all right, we're going to go play on some new toys for the weekend. You know, yeah. if I can do that for yeah. a weekend trip, you can definitely do it at home. Yeah. Yep. And if you are stuck in an area where your only option is like the big, you know, super clubs, try them all out. Because, you know, like, for example, LVAC on Maryland Parkway in Vegas mm-hmm. I mean, it's an LVAC, so, you know, you're putting up with, like, commercial gym bullshit. You know what I mean? But they've got some crazy leg pieces Great in equipment. there. <laughs> like, they've got all this classic, awesome leg stuff. You know, they've got an, an, an AFS or ASF uh, leg press, the horizontal platform leg press I love so much. They've got, like, a swing squat. They've got a bunch of Yeah, that pieces. swing squat is nasty. You know, good extensions, good leg curls. It's like... You know, you, you find a, a place that's got the pieces that make, you know, leg day awesome. And you're like, oh, mm-hmm. okay, I can at least tolerate it. You know, keep your headphones on and you'll be all right. <laughs> <laughs> keep your headphones on, Ski. What? I got got a follow-up question. Now, what, what about the Trend Twins? We didn't touch on the Trend Twins. Yeah, I got a follow-up, though, to the gym okay. thing. I wanted to ask, okay. what is the longest, the furthest uh, commute you've done 
to go to a gym, like a regular gym, not just like to go visit it, but like your regular daily gym? What's the longest commute you've had? 40 minutes each way. And I did that yeah. for like months and months and months. Yeah. 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 And I rode the bus 40 <laughs> minutes when I was 19. I, when I was living in Australia, there was a, like a four month period where I lived a 40 minute bus ride from the good gym. Yeah. And, mm -hmm. um, and so I just, you know, ate my, ate my meal had my, you know, whatever pre-workout we were using back then or caffeine or whatever. And I just would hop on the bus and blast my headphones for 40 minutes and get in the zone. Yeah. Right, chief. <laughs> oh no. Are we losing signal here? <laughs> wow. Are you guys seeing this live? <laughs> that was amazing. That was the best thing ever. I think we're okay now. I think we're good. But that yeah, was yeah. like the best save yeah, yeah. ever. Yeah. Like yeah, mocked yeah. your way okay. through that, Ron. Um, yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm all right. I'm all right. good. Okay, now what's with the trend twins? What's you with guys the trend know, twins? Do you guys know who they are? Yes. I, I, I have never watched a single second of any of their content, but I'm aware of who they are. Me too. I've Me too. heard and that's it. So I, I don't yeah. they could be in front of me. I wouldn't know. Yeah, I wouldn't recognize them. I just heard there's there are two like 18 year old kids that are taking a lot of trend and they think it's funny. That's what I was told. That's actually the description that I was given. Yeah, it's two 18 year olds jacked on trend who thinks it, who think it's all funny. Huh? OK, that's what I was told. But I don't know anything about them. So I don't know. Maybe that's my, my description. My answer is they're not the Barbarian Brothers just quickly because I don't yeah. have to know anything about them to know there's only two of those on the planet ever in the history of the world. And yeah. the stories I have heard about those two are just way too good. And they were also complete animals. So it wasn't like mocking bodybuilding. Yeah. Like they were freaks. So. Yeah. I've heard of them. I'm, like, like people getting thrown through windows and stuff like that. Yeah. Like, well, like, out with them. Yeah. And like people like would, would do the wrong stuff and say stupid shit and get slapped out and stuff too in the gym. Like, yep. like open handed. Like, oh, yeah. Watch your mouth, buddy. So, <laughs> yeah. But anyways, yeah, that's what I was told. I was told it's two young kids who take a lot of trend and they like they're 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 funny, I guess. I don't know what they're doing. Are they doing gym gags or I don't know. No idea. Me either. I guess we can't. Comment. Okay. We should find out. We should find out a little okay. bit more. Maybe we can you let know? the people in the questions tell us what yeah. people in the comments. Tell us what don't we know about them? Maybe we'll we'll do some research. Yes, that's a good idea. I'll um, do the research. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they're dishing out the best advice in the world and we're all missing out. They're yeah. our guests soon. What do we have here? <laughs> um, there's, oh, people are saying there's no worse representative of bodybuilding than the Trend Twins. Uh, they are on gear, but no trend. Okay. Oh, okay. That's, that's what I'm saying. There we here. go. Huh. Oh, so Lucas. no trend. Then why are the Trend Twins? I, I don't Maybe know. Maybe it's just all confused. an irony. Maybe it's all irony, Dusty. Oh, See, yeah. I've been misinformed. See, look at me. I'm learning on the show. Huh. Yeah, no trend, only tests <laughs> in mild stuff. So look oh. at that. Huh. Okay, there we go. And they got so some muscle. not I, idiots. I saw That's their good. pictures, and I also saw that they're from my area. There's, oh, a, okay. there's this really distinctive color combination at Royal Oak Gym. It's like these gray and orange and like a 
different color gray, like right. stripes yeah, that go yeah. around the gym. And when I saw it, I was like, oh, that has to be. I, I saw one of their pictures. And I was like, oh, wait, that's right. Royal Oak Gym. These guys, I guess they used to live here in Michigan. So they were like oh, okay. literally right by me. I trained it. Royal Oak was my furthest gym, by the way, Royal Oak Gym. I would travel about 45 minutes to get there, 35, Ooh. 45 minutes to get there, and then hit rush hour on the way, way home, and it would be over an hour on the ride home. Yeah. So that was when I'd be driving home and like my forearm would be cramping on the steering wheel. And then the other one would be cramping, you know, mm-hmm. good times. Okay. Oh, it says the trend twins name was meant to be ironic. Oh, and they're coming up on a hundred thousand subscribers already. Why don't That's we, we're doing something wrong. I guess that was a million. I know. Was it a million? Yeah. Yeah. A million, million, yeah, million, million subscribers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so a hundred, a hundred thousand. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. I'll, I'll see what else we have out. here. What else do we have here? I'm going to check them out now. I'm curious. I'm gonna I check am them too. What if they're great? They might be great. Yeah. Maybe I'll find them hilarious. <laughs> um, It'll be right up my alley. Keto late in a prep. Um, he says, uh, have you incorporated keto late in a prep to push conditioning? And if so, for how long? I didn't call it keto. I just didn't eat carbs or fats or anything yeah. but protein and greens it's for weeks protein on and, end. Protein and veg. It's called emergency situation. Yeah, that, that was like that was an earlier, like back in the day thing that was yeah. pretty common. I mean, it was, you know, tilapia for wow. most meals, maybe one salmon wow. meal and like green beans. And that was your day. You know? Yeah, that was, that I've was done that. There was even a phase where I did no greens for some of the meals. It was just the fish. Right. And I think he was just right. trying to kill me, but it was fun. <laughs> so I, I used to do like the last six weeks would just be like oatmeal in the breakfast and the rest of the meals were just protein and veg. Okay. You I, know, and just suffer and just. I think that peeled. that's the answer, right, Ron, is uh, you're at the end of a prep and you feel like you need to go. Don't be afraid to pull everything. I mean, Remember we had Kamal on and he talked to Chris. He's like, oh, my weight's not going down. Chris like, lower your protein. Yeah. Lotus protein, boom, starts leaning, leaning down, getting harder. Everything's good. Like, I think that the, the mentality, back to what we talked about earlier with uh, the amount of information out there, people are afraid to just throw it out there and be like, okay, well, what's the worst possible thing I could do? Well, that would be non-fat protein sources and veggies. Yeah. Lean That'll protein and veggies. Yeah. Yeah. So do it. It turns out these trend, the trend twins are, they're more like comedy and they make memes of themselves. Uh, oh, okay. So they're like, they're joking around pretty much. So that, that makes okay. sense. That makes sense. I'll have to, to check them out. I can work with them. I love Ron, comedy. Did you ever see big ass spiders in Australia? Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. How big? Show me. Like this? Jet's fine. He's fine. Yeah, so did I not tell you my giant spider story? No. The one about the, the giant spider that surprised me in the middle of the night? I didn't tell you that one? I don't think that I've heard it. To... Okay, real quick. I get home. I'm in Australia. I'm living there with my buddy John. We got a house. We're renting a house. Big house. Yeah. I get home. It's like 5 in the morning because I've been working at the bar. Bars are open super late there. I blend up a shake in the kitchen because it's blender days, right? No shaking up a shake back then. You had to blend them up. It's the only way. 
Yeah, milk, milk, protein powder, you know, and whatever else I put in there, blending it up. Standing there half asleep. I'm so tired, blending, blending, blending. Pop the top off the blender and start drinking right out of the blender, right? Gulp, mm -hmm. gulp, 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 gulp. And when I get up to here, I see this giant huntsman the size of my hand on the back of the blender sitting there staring at me while I'm guzzling my shake. Now, <laughs> this surprises me, obviously, yeah. and I throw the blender. <laughs> <laughs> and the blender spirals through the air, streaming protein all around the roof and the floor. <laughs> and then it lands in the sink. It lands in the sink and it does like the, the Tony Hawk on the half pipe. It goes down one side of the sink and shoots up the other side spinning. <laughs> and fucking shake, man, the kitchen all over the blinds. Like, it was oh. a disaster. And the big spider, he just hopped off onto the counter and just ran across the floor and went under the door into the other living room. Because this was a big house that we were renting back when you used to be able to rent a house for like 600 bucks a month. We just have to block that room off at that point and never go in it again. Well, we had we had the doors closed because we didn't have any furniture in that room. It was like an extra, you know, it was just two bodybuilders living in this house. So yeah, we had one it, of the living rooms. Tape it off. Know? Never go in there again. Yeah. Yep. He goes Part under the door. Of course, my roommate gets up. John comes out. What the hell's going on? He hears me yell. <laughs> crash, crashing. We slide the door open and we go in there. And now I had just been in there like a week before because I vacuumed. Like we, yeah. were good, mm -hmm. we were good bodybuilders. We kept a clean house. I was in there, vacuumed. So we opened the door. And he has built about a four-foot web in the corner of that oh. room. And he's sitting up in the middle of it. And now, my buddy John is from there. So he's, like, not worried. He's like, oh, looks like we got a huntsman in the house. Okay. So we open the door. And John just grabs a broom and, like, pulls the web down. And the spider hits the floor and just runs out the door. And he wasn't really phased. <laughs> And he goes, oh, you don't want to kill those. A spider that big will eat like a thousand roaches a month. Like, oh, my God. He'll keep, he'll keep all the roaches away from our, we just put them outside. So, yeah, wow. that was my big spider story. But that was my first encounter with a big spider. It was like a real shock. I'd been there for like two months and I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Dusty, look at this how, thing. Look at this. How spider. long did it take? Ah, look at that spider. You're <laughs> your kidding me. That was, was on your blender? How big was your blender? Well, that's a real long leg one. But yeah, it was it was it was like the size of my hand. It was like sitting like it was, you know, not the meat of my hand. It, yeah, it's oh, like that. Dude. Like one of those things, man. That's a lot of spider. What's worse, a spider like that or a snake? Uh well, it just depends on if like Huntsman's I don't like either. Yeah, but I feel like a, I feel like the spider would be fast, and I don't really want him speeding around. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know. So I had like I giant think... snakes in my backyard having sex the other day, and that wasn't my favorite what? either. What kind of snakes were they? I don't know. Because you guys have ones. you guys have like rattlers and stuff down there. No, they weren't. Um, they weren't. I mean, I had a bunch of people comment because I posted the video up because I literally walk like I open the door, you know. You do this, Scott, I'm sure. You just open the door. You're like, head outside, Harv. And Harvey shoots out the door. And I look to the left. And I see these six-foot snakes wrapped around each other. Oh, yeah. They're mating. Like, yeah, Harvey, yeah. go inside. Harvey, come inside. Harvey's like, what's that? He thinks we're playing. He's like, oh, you want to go? And I'm like, 
do you want a treat? And he's like, oh shit. So he shoots in the house. I close it and I video, I video it and put it up on the internet and I'm on the Instagram. I'm like, so snake people, what's what going is on here? Is it what I think? And of course it was, and I could tell at the end, I, I gave a full breakdown of what I thought happened. Cause as soon as the guy was done, he was done with her. He freaking bolted. No kidding. Right. Right. Then the girl follows him out. And she's nagging about something, some other bitch he slept with. I don't know. But you could see he was heated and he left. So whew. so I had a snake experience and I don't do snakes. But I think I'd do those snakes over that spider is my more of the story. Yeah. Well, it, yeah. It, it Did wasn't, you see a lot of cool. those after that? Yeah. I saw several. Like the, the huntsmans, they'll like, you know, they'll eat birds. Like birds get trapped in their webs, <laughs> oh, right? Jeez. So like a bird will fly, a small bird will get stuck in the web and won't be able to get out. And guess what comes along, wraps it up real quick, boop, 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 sucks all the juice out. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. That's hey. awesome. But the thing with huntsmen is I don't think they bite people. Like their venom doesn't really, I think it's like a bee sting. Like it doesn't, it, they're not like going to kill you. They're different. Right. Yeah. I think if you're a small kid, it's dangerous, but I can't remember exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Roaches were what bothered me when I was in Australia. Like I saw a couple of really big spiders and, you know, I saw some snakes too, but it it was the roaches that really got me. I hate cockroaches, man. Like, you know, be sitting there watching TV and a cockroach would go across the floor and you're like, I'd just be like, oh, because to me, a spider is just like an occurrence that happens like, oh, damn, we got a spider. But when you have a cockroach, you're like, oh, shit, it's a house full of roaches like it's dirty. It's something to me is like, oh, no, like this is like a violation of my personal cleanliness rules. You know, a snake isn't dirty to me. A snake's just a fluke. But roaches to me, I'm like, oh, man, we got to like fumigate the whole house now. This right. is gross. Like, yeah, I hate roaches. With Tanya passion. said never go to Florida, Ron. Never go to Florida. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> Probably roaches everywhere. Is that the yeah. thing? We got a, we, we're getting some questions in the live stream here for you guys. I'm reading them right now. All right. So we did get another another super chat. So thank you very much from Jesse. And he like said, sound. He, oh, yeah. What are we going to do? We're going to do the we'll do the Glock and spiel. There we go. Okay. Thank you, Jesse. I still think it should be just a Glock. Uh, yeah. Make the sound. <laughs> $50, Jesse. Holy crap. Jesse. Man, thank you very much. We appreciate your oh, support. Damn, I don't know what to say that's, to that, but thank you. That's a yeah. that's a client of mine getting ready for his first show. Okay, I, and you ever have a? I mean, you don't have many of these people who they're very. I feel first like show, I need to do just, a dance. Yeah. Okay. Desk pop. Your dance. He really deserves um, a desk pop. Desk <laughs> pop. <laughs> Talk yes. me into it. <laughs> Talk me into it. Let's, you got to set it. Got to set like a precedent here. If it's if you tip fifty bucks, yeah. you get a desk pop. You get, yeah, your poor roof. Um, yeah. yeah, you're gonna need more than fifty to fix that. But no, he's uh, yeah. he's just cranking through prep. Like every week, the changes are there. But my favorite part is like we're getting into like a little bit of pain, and I, and I can tell he's sadistic and enjoys it. Yeah, he's like I love those are the this. best guys. Like, this is your sport, man. You have found your home. <laughs> you enjoy pain. You're gonna be fine. He he did say though, uh, cardio still sucks. Just to let you know. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> if he, you know what? If he gives another fifty bucks, it might cardio might suck less. There's only one way to find no. out. No, come on. I Ryan. think it's settle down. No. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thank don't you do it, much, Jesse. Man. Don't do it. Yeah, no, no, no. We're good. I'm just We're saying. Good. I don't know. I don't know. 
<laughs> it's a science. It's science. Like a square plate. Right. Um, yeah. How about this one? Yeah, speaking of bro science idiocy. Yeah. The square plate thing. <laughs> it gotta be square plates. The dumbest thing I've ever heard from a prep coach. <laughs> it works. It works. Yes, it's anabolic. And energetic, both. And then no one calls him on it. They just let him spout this nonsense. <laughs> it's all true. It's all true. I wouldn't lie. All right. How about this one? What's up, guys? Do you ever uh, notice deep in prep that you have to take a break from artificial sweeteners and whey to keep your gut inflammation down? Came out of nowhere for me. I've, I never had that problem. I don't really know yeah. what gut inflammation feels like. I don't. I've sort of like taken a beautiful morning crap every day of my life. And uh, I just attributed any bloating I had as a bodybuilder to stuffing my face with copious amounts of food. And I just thought it was expected. And I don't really know what gut inflammation is. And I don't <laughs> mean nice. to be a dick. I don't nice mean to life. be a dick. I just nice honestly don't know there. what people are talking about. <laughs> you know? I, I think that that's one of those things that's, uh, that is highly individual um, because it's, I have had clients that we have to figure out when all of a sudden the same foods, something's wrong and they're, and they're disciplined. You know what I mean? So, you know, there's mm -hmm. no, there's no mistakes going on here. Um, Scott, I just sent you uh, a picture of who asked this just for, just for fun. Okay. Um, <clears throat> because uh, he's looking bonkers at the moment and thought we should share a little bit. Cause I know sometimes you read those questions, people are like, Oh, it's someone that's overanalyzing. Um, yeah, definitely not the case in this situation. Um, but no, it's def it's just one of those things where if all of a sudden something's wrong and you haven't made oh, changes, yeah. that would be one of the first things I eliminate would be something like that. He looks great. Yeah, I, I, I have noticed with many clients. Um, a, so like they'll be they'll they'll have like a water issue or they're they're not looking great. This guy looks awesome. How yeah. many weeks out is that? He looks good. Uh, this was four weeks to Orlando, eight to Vegas, and that was five days ago. Nice. Oh, nice. Well, he's on track. So, yeah. um, I, I have noticed, um, with some clients, they'll like, you know, have a bad set of check-ins and I'm like, what's with the water in your legs? And I find, you know, like maybe they're having a couple diet pops a day and they're putting Splenda in their oatmeal or whatever, but mm -hmm. they've added the two things that I've seen cause problems are the sugar-free syrups and the sugar-free jellos, those two things, I can see it in the body. Like, what's wrong with right. you? Why do you look like this? Oh, I ate like five of those sugar-free jello packs this week. I'm like, stop eating those. Yeah. Cut them out. Right. Don't put that in. There's something about those. You know, again, I don't remember all the ingredients in them, but it's it's not that it's just a sweetener. Maybe they're super concentrated. Maybe it's the gelatin. I mean, it's another ingredient. I don't know. But that mm -hmm. sugar-free Jello and those syrups cause problems with people. I'll, I will say right. that I'm pretty convinced they do. So, what about this my one little here? Bit. Arturo says, "Random question." Oh, and by the way, somebody else had said, uh, "Does it, do, do, do the questions have to be bodybuilding related?" Absolutely no. not. Please fact, not. Think, yeah. <laughs> Pick something that we know about. Wait. So, <laughs> yeah. random question. I was with. I, yeah. Go ahead. Oh no. Uh, go to spice. When you're prepping for your chicken, highs steak spice, the <laughs> high seasoning salt. I put high seasoning salt on everything. That's um, as far as seasonings. I mean, I, I always just stuck with like three things all the time, which was just onion powder, garlic powder, like real, real simple 
and salt and pepper. You just, I felt, I always found that really it wasn't that hard to eat these foods. It just changed how I cooked them, hmm. you know? So I've done very similar spices all the time. They have one now that I really like though. That's a, um, that's like, a, it's called a buttery steakhouse and there's no calories in it, but it literally makes it taste like if you go to a steakhouse, you know, they put butter on your steak when they cook it. It tastes yeah. like that. So if right. you're making quality stuff, bomb some of that in there. And as far as ground beef, I think a, a, a go-to when you're poor, like I was for a lot of my uh, career, taco seasoning. Oh, yeah. Like it goes a seasoning. long way, and it's so easy. I'm like, oh, taco salad, only minus all the good stuff. And it's just taco beef and lettuce, but whatever. Felt like it. You know what else is really good on your chicken? Hmm. Shake and bake. <laughs> <laughs> okay, first or last? <clears throat> first or last. <laughs> yes. Uh, Chris says, uh, there's a savage sickness and diarrhea bug doing the rounds here at the moment. Do you guys ever get sick during uh, a prep or heavy push? And do you think fasting is a good option here uh, till it clears? Well, I, I don't know if like, I don't know if I'd intentionally fast. Um, you, you know what I mean? I would probably be trying to get calories in, but. I mean, yeah, that's the worst. It shouldn't last too long. Normally that stuff's pretty like short-lived, like two days or something like that, and it's out of your system. But I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, would you, you fast, you, Dusty, or? No. That would, I mean, <clears throat> I, I tell clients that during during sickness, if they're not in prep, yeah. their f- sole focus is to get healthy. I'm okay if we, you, you eat what you can when you can. Try to be mindful and don't use it as an excuse to eat garbage. Um, but in the off season, I'm like, get better. I would rather we nip this thing down in two days and you were eating broth and water if that's what we must do. Right. You know, I think there's too much, there's too much of a rush to like, Oh, what are you, you are not going to lose anything of value in a couple of days. And same thing goes for prep to be honest in a different direction. That's why if I think it takes 16 weeks to get someone ready, we take 20. You're prepared for the, Oh, that's going to happen along the way. And you don't blink. Oh, you lost five days. It's fine. You're ahead of schedule. You know, I know, Ron, you do the same thing. I've seen your clients coming in and at four weeks out, I guarantee you've heard this. Oh, guy at the gym said I'm ready too early. So I better slow it down. (laughs) I got to get a little fatter. What? No, no. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, don't slow it down. Hey, I I was going to ask this. Oh, we're live in the operating room. Yeah, Dr. Dr. Joe. Awesome. <laughs> Dr. Joe is a good guy. Dr. Joe and I talk quite a bit on Instagram. He's a good dude. <clears throat> yeah, he's awesome. Um, so I'm, I'm glad things are going well for Joe, and I'm glad he's operating. He's probably operating on someone's foot right now, fixing some sort of ankle problem or some sort of functional problem to their foot and listening to our show. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> he also doesn't like Crocs, does he? <laughs> There yes. we go. Thanks. And he's a foot doctor, it sounds yeah. like. I mean, yep. hello. Yep. <laughs> Medically not approved. But I did like those headlights I sent you for your Crocs. Yeah. <laughs> what were you going to say, Ron? You said you were going gonna to say something or ask something? Oh, I, I just saw a bunch of people when we were talking about spices. I saw a few people mention MSG. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I was going to ask, what do you guys, like, I was always, you know, my generation was told that MSG was bad for us. Like they put yeah. it in Chinese food because it tastes good. And whenever you go to buy the seasoning salt, they'll be like, you know, like with highs, there's the red label and then the white label that has no, no MSG. 
And I was by the white one because I was brought up like MSG is not good for you. No you know, Crocs. That sort of stuff. No Crocs. <laughs> but there's been a lot of like science that debunks that, that it's bad mm-hmm. for you. What, what do you guys do? Is that a thing you have an opinion on? Have you ever had an opinion on MSG? I just knew the same thing you did that people would say, oh, you went to a Chinese place and you were tired afterwards. It must have MSG. In it. I mean, you know, I, I mean, I, I never even put a second thought of it into bodybuilding. I just that's like uh, wives tales. I mean, like my mother would tell me stuff like that. I was probably right. just tired from drinking the night before, but whatever. <laughs> we talked about go. it once before and you were saying, Ron, I actually made a clip out of it uh, or like a reel. Because you were saying that MSG is like a super sodium. And you're like, in fact, it's like the trend of sodium. The trend Do you remember of that? sodium, yes. <laughs> Monosodium there's, glutamate, yeah. There's our yeah. next uh, t-shirt signature for Ron. MSG, the trend of, the trend of sodium. I came up I with like one it. the other day. I like uh, Trend RT. Trend RT. Trend RT. I'm on Trend RT. <laughs> I'm on Trend RT. 30 milligrams every second day. Just yeah. nice baseline, a trend. Just like a kid to replace your natural amount. Right yeah. Here. Yeah. I'm yeah. optimizing my youthful aggression levels. Yeah. <laughs> right? Trend RT. Yes. There you go. What are you going to run into Paul next? I saw that comment. There it is. Brian, Brian Lee asked us. Did you, you just, just run saw, into Paul the other day, didn't you? I just saw Paul on the weekend. Did you see the video I made? I did, yeah. I did. <laughs> you did, Dusty? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was funny. I even had the other a couple of the other officials mentioned it the next day. They're like, Jesus, you guys. <laughs> I'm here to buy That's some drugs. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I always see Paul when we're away. And also, I was going to say, um, right now, Gasp, uh, Branch Warren and Michael Johansson from Gasp are here in town. And they're at my gym training for a couple days. And uh, so I hung out with Branch and Michael yesterday. And... Um, I was talking to Branch, and we were talking about guns and Ooh, hunting yeah. and all this stuff. And uh, and Branch made a comment. He's, I said, oh, there's a guy at the gym who's a really serious hunter, and he wants to chat with you. Mindful and hunter, Branch right? goes, yeah. And Jay, and Branch goes, oh, great. I can't wait. You know, people want to talk to me about hunting. I have to stand there for two hours. They want to talk to me about bodybuilding. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I feel you. That's I fantastic. Yeah, That's yeah. Great. Branch told us some crazy stories yesterday. He's got yeah. like, uh, he's got 150 acres, eh? Oh, right. Man. So he's got um, like a, I guess, gun awareness kind of combat school on his land that his friend runs. Huh, you know, that's bad. Got, That's like, awesome. They've, they've got cars. You can learn how to shoot through the windshield yes. if you have to. Learn yes. how to use a car for cover. You know, where to hide if you're in a gunfight, how to shoot around your car, how to do all that sort of like real world stuff. Yeah. It was really cool. So he was telling me a whole bunch of stories about that. Yeah, it was it was very interesting, you know. So, you know, be pretty cool. I'm jealous. Well, John Thick has another one says, uh, what's a machine or exercise that uh, you're weakest at, but do them anyway out of spite? Mine is the dumbbell shoulder press. Mine is every chest movement ever created. <laughs> I have a right. terrible, terrible pressing. So, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. 
I think I avoided them because I was like, oh, I'm weak at those. I'm going to do yeah. things I'm good at. <laughs> I would have had to pick a different sport. I had to just do it anyways. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No. Um, geez, what would be one? Overhead pressing. I was never a great overhead presser, but like, you know, you got to mm-hmm. do them and I would try to vary it and all that sort of stuff. Maybe I'm with them on that one. I was always really good at, there was a time that, cause I would, I, I was, pre- I was doing all like my chest presses with my shoulders. I hadn't figured out how to really activate my pecs. So when I would do overhead press, I would be stronger on overhead press than I even was on flat. And I, now it wasn't probably the best form ever, but I would do three sets with the one thirties at probably like under 200 pounds, uh, at one time shoulder press. Yeah, yeah, I remember there's this strong man that trained at our gym, and we like trained shoulders together sometimes. And he'd be pressing the 130s. And I'd be like, "Yep, I'll take the 130s." But you know what? The other thing is, is like I made sure it was the first exercise I did. Oh yeah, you're I, fresh. you know what I mean. You're not yeah. like doing everything else and then shoulders after. It was, yeah, uh, yeah. 135s were the heaviest dumbbells I ever pressed. I I I was good at shoulder press when I was really young, and I don't know what happened. I hurt my shoulder a few times and then my, my dumbbell press was just never as good. But when I was 19, 20, I was doing the big dumbbells and I don't know. Yeah. Just too much too soon. Yeah. All right. What do you guys think about, uh, um, what's this one here? Ron, you were relentless in your pursuit of a pro card. Did you ever think about how it would feel when you finally got it? And if you did, did you actually feel the way you expected to? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, to be honest, when I got my pro card, the only feeling I had was relief. Wow. <laughs> yeah. It was a bit anticlimactic because my physique wasn't at its best anymore. I, I knew I had a lot of injuries and I knew there were things that were like not, you know, the way I wanted them. Like my lat was coming up a bit on the corner and I just, I was like worried about things and I wasn't in, I wasn't in like one of those, like, yes, on to the next. I was like, oh, thank God. Now I'm done with this show. I don't ever have to do this level again. Like it was just, right. a, just a relief, um, which is good. Like relief, a relieved feeling is great. You know, hmm. if you're in that, absolutely that, like, you know, and then I felt like, okay, I could close this chapter on pursuing my pro card is finally over with. Hmm. and on to other things now that was kind of honestly how i felt and then Mm -hmm. i've also had little phases where you know obviously it worked out and i got my pro card but i've had like horrific like nightmares where i didn't get it and then i just never got it so then it was all for nothing like that mentality like oh god i'm so (laughs) so glad i got it because like you know what i mean so just sort mm-hmm. of like desperate relief was really the stage I was at. I was 39 when I got my pro card. So it was like, <clears throat> you know, I'd promised myself for years that I would never compete as a 40 year old. Right. I had that in my head. I was like, I can't compete 40 or mm-hmm. more. That's just, I'm never going to be one of those guys. I just can't do it. And not for any bad reason, but just cause I started so young. Like if you start competing in your thirties, competing in master shows is like, fine. But, yeah. you know, I competed like I did a show as a teenager. So I'm like, if I'm competing when I'm 40, like I got there's other stuff I should be doing. That was my mentality. Mm-hmm. So I was sort of like just relieved. All right. What else we got here? There's a bunch of questions we had in the 
there was one in particular I really wanted to grab here and I can't seem to find it. Um, had to do, oh, well, I'll throw this one up. I didn't hear anything about this. Pete from Patreon said, did anyone else notice that Ronnie Coleman was online on Instagram um, stating that he is selling his home and his gym equipment and even his sneaker collection and other items? Wonder what is happening. I didn't hear anything. About I had that. that. I had that sent to me actually from uh, from someone, and uh, I, I think the reason, and I don't know anything about why it is. I mean, he could be they could be downsizing. I don't know, but um, I think the reason a lot of people thought it was worrisome was because he looked emotional about it. Mm. You know, like when I was done playing hockey and I knew I was done. There was no emotion when I sold my equipment or gave it away. It was just get the shit out of the house. I don't need it. Um, and he definitely did not. He didn't look like something he wanted to do. And he kept stating that the house and his gym equipment were prized possessions. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm hopeful uh, as a, I mean, I basically started in, in watching bodybuilding, like truly watching it when Ronnie was winning. So uh, I hope it's just him and the fam have decided to downsize. Um, but I don't know. Huh? Yeah. Well, Oh, we lost I mean, your mic around collection. I mean, Oh, no way. What do you want me to do? Um, check out and check back in. Yeah, probably dusty and I, okay. We'll hold it down. We'll do yeah, I, did, I didn't see that post dusty. Yeah. No, it, a friend of mine sent it to me and it was like, I watched the whole thing and I yeah. definitely understood why you know like why there would be worry from it um but at the end of the day every everything is what it is is yeah. back to on so. is my buttery voice back Ooh, oh that's buttery that's quite buttery for sure yes yes there we go okay so i was just going to say the the sneaker collection selling that's like probably a, like i mean he's in his 50s what does he need 100 pairs of jordans for it's just yeah know. Like that, that's fun. Like to me, that's like, get him out of the house. Like, you know what I yeah. mean? But yeah, if he looked emotional, I don't know. Who knows? Maybe he just, you know, maybe he just wants to, maybe he's going to move. I don't know. He's moving somewhere. He doesn't want to sell his stuff, but it doesn't want to move all that crap. So just get rid of it. You know? All right. What about, there was one, let me see about this one. Um, there's one about training age and I'm not seeing where it's at offhand. But is there a truth? Basically, he was saying to like you're if 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 you start training when you're older, uh, basically, he said he thought that we had like 15 years for bodybuilding. So if this guy starts training when he's like 45, could he be a good bodybuilder till he's 60 because he hasn't had that much experience with it? Depends on what he did with the rest of his 45 years. If he was playing hockey and getting ran over or racing motocross, probably not. Um, and you got to factor yeah. in hormones. I mean, obviously at 45, I mean, there are plenty of people walking around at 45 years old that aren't taking, you know, HRT or anything to get their hormone levels up. So, you know, there, there's no way to really answer that. But to me, the, the one answer that's absolutely true is you will be better if you train than if you don't. Health, mental health feeling good, looking good, all of the above. Yeah. There's body, there's your body's age from training or working out or playing sports, you know, and then there's also the, your organs age. 
right? So <laughs> you may have never taken any performance enhancing drugs, but is your liver really beat up from partying? And like, you know, there's all those other factors. So, you know, the overall condition of your body dictates how much you can do as an older bodybuilder, I think, you know, especially like, you know, the back and hips and shoulders, like what, you know, like Dusty said, you know, were you playing like men's league hockey until you were 48 years old? Just getting, you know, yeah, <laughs> refusing to give up the, the, the glory of the one timer, you know, you just hanging around for that one more one timer, you know, right, right. Dusty. Oh, he's muted. Dusty's mic is off. Oh, sorry. That was, there was noise. Yes. When are the dogs here, they're getting groomed. So if anybody's wondering why they haven't oh. made their appearance, Yes. Donald wanted to sparkle up. Three of who answered MMA. Who's it? Yeah. Out of the three of us, who would be the guy that was well, like the MMA I guy? I actually competed in martial arts tournaments. Oh, you did. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. I've been in multiple Taekwondo tournaments when I was young. I probably did like six or eight tournaments. That's and I won cool. medals. I won medals in every single tournament I ever entered. Okay. I won a medal. Yeah. Actually, I did know that because... You were speaking, and that's how I found out that our dads were like the same person because I remember like, that. you didn't win one thing, and he was like, "Ah, suck at that, huh?" Yeah, I came home. <laughs> I remember, I came home from the Alberta Winter Games with a gold medal in forms and a silver in the sparring. And he was like, oh. "You're you're good at pretending you had a fight." You're good. Yeah, he goes. Oh, so you're good at like doing the forms by yourself, but when you're against somebody, you got silver. You know, we had the same dad. It's so great. So your technique of swinging the hammer is perfect. But when it comes down to driving the nails, you're getting silver. Yeah. You know, watch your fingers, kid. You're real good good in theory. Yeah. Yeah. You're good in theory. Yeah. Yeah. My dad was pretty proud of my ability to pretend fight. But and I tried to explain to him that year. I was like, hey, I'm in the I'm in the 13 to 15 age group. And I'm 13. And the guy that beat me is like a foot taller with a with hairy armpits and a beard, like <laughs> he's a man. <laughs> he's like he's like an old fifteen. He's like yeah. you know like a tw- like nineteen fifteen, and I was like I was like a twelve thirteen. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, he had tattoos already. <laughs> yeah, he had tattoos. He's smoking between exactly. rounds. Yeah, <laughs> mom on his shoulder. Get this kid. <laughs> you know. Yeah. I, it's funny that I forgot that until I remembered that story in the back of my head. I'm like, oh, that's right. Yeah. I, I've got some great like memories. I had kicked a guy and knocked him out cold in a tournament. That is yeah. No kidding. Yeah. My first, my first fight that day, I had kicked a kid. And I remember I was sitting next to him during the forums. And you're, you're kind of making friends. You're 13 years old, right? You're all making friends with all these kids. They're from all over the province, all these different Taekwondo schools. And I remember I was sitting next to this kid and this kid, I look back on it now, it's kind of funny, but he's like, yes, my 23rd tournament or whatever. Yeah. And I was like, oh, shit, this kid's going to be really. And he's like, yeah, you know, my dad, my mom and dad sent me to all the tournaments, you know, I got, you know, gold at the last one, silver, bronze, you know, he's listening all his medals. And I was like, oh, this kid's going to be tough. He's got like a whole bunch of fights. Like, uh, you know, I think it was like one of my first tournaments. And uh, I wound up against him in like the semifinals. Right. And I was like, oh, this kid's going to be good. And I get out there, and I'm like, this kid sucks. <laughs> His parents said, well, the just, terms just get rid of him. <laughs> yeah, I was just getting points on him, like just point, 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 just hitting all his, you know, you got the red and blue. Taekwondo is like a point game, right? Unless you yeah. knock a guy out, then it's over. But 
you know, and I beat him easily. But then the next kid, I couldn't even get close to him. He was so much bigger than me. His legs were just, he just kept me away, you know. But yeah, I, I, I enjoyed it. It was awesome. I love, I love Taekwondo. That was back, of course, before MMA. No one knew what that was before any of that happened. It was all separate martial arts, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, we hit a couple more here. I don't know what kind of answer we have for this guy, but he posted it a few times. What re- what rec- recreational drugs don't affect gains? I think they all do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, recreational drug habits really affect gains. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, I think pretty much every single recreational drug affects your gains in some way, like like partying of any kind, like you go out and go to a rave and drop e-tabs and something, you're not training legs the next day. Like, let's be serious. You're also not you eating know? that day, that night. I mean, yeah, you're really yeah. talking about that. It's funny, but I did a Q&A when, when I thought we were doing the show on Monday, and I've noticed something that Ron and I have talked about in the past is that a lot of people have uh, things they want to do. They want to smoke weed. They want to smoke cigars. They want to do whatever. And then yeah. they try to twist it into a way to pretend that it's somehow beneficial for bodybuilding. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, I had a guy say, he goes, do you think that, you know, smoking cigar on a Saturday on an off day would help with my recovery? And I'm like, huh? no, no. It might be Not fun. Tobacco and sometimes like, fun is good. It could be <laughs> when it could be like, you know, I mean, I definitely understand like and, and I know what people do. They don't mean to. But it's like, well, I get really relaxed, which helps me like calm down. It's like, yeah, but you're trying to twist this into fitting into a box like do it because you enjoy it and it's fine. Like I smoked weed for years while I was bodybuilding and I don't think it affected me negatively, but I didn't try to pretend I was like, well, but the extra sleep is definitely helping my gains. Yeah. I use it for my appetite. And then I, you know. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was... ate a lot more Doritos that way. And I think that the nacho cheese help with digestion. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I agree with dusty. Like there's, like, you know, if someone says, hey, I like to smoke weed when I get home from the gym. I'm like, OK, it's probably not going to be a problem. Yeah. You know, but, you know, don't pretend like it's the reason you're doing good. Yeah. Okay, All right. What about? Uh, yeah, I've got a couple more here and I know we're going to be running out of time here. If you let's see. So he's got a kind of a two part thing. He, you wrote too much, my friend. He says, um Let's see, where was the beginning of it? Here's the first part. He says, you notice a genetic freak, one of those teens that go to the gym in a group that talks more than trains. Not talking shit, just context for the individual. So uh, do you bother telling this individual how great they could be if they were to take it seriously? Or do you just let them have fun and let them get to the point on their own where it's uh, what they want? Because they'll probably think you're a weirdo if you tell them. It's a good point. I try to almost never offer hmm. unsolicited advice. Yeah. <clears throat> almost ever. I try to never, like, just let people figure shit out. If they come to me and ask, then I'll tell them. But, mm-hmm. like, if you're just having fun, like, who knows? A kid might have... The kid might want to be a lawyer. He might be focused on getting into law school. Why should he care about bodybuilding? Right. You know what I mean? Like, it's I don't know what that guy's up to. If he's having fun, that's great. Is his membership paid? That's my number one concern. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think, that, I think that's date? true. You know, they're, they're, 
The other thing is, is there's something to be said about, it's so funny, but we were just in the gym yesterday and I'm watching this kid. Um, he's big kid. He's definitely fat. I mean, 20 plus percent, but he's got a ton of muscle and I'm watching him just train hard. Didn't have any idea what he's doing. They're bouncing all over the place. And I thought to myself, it's so good that this guy isn't getting any guidance yet. He's just having fun. He's, he's learning the part that you can't teach, which is loving to train. And then if he decides yeah. he wants to get into it, when he's ready, he will seek someone out. Uh, yeah. And, and that situation will take place, you know, and you guys know how this works. Like I'm in the gym, so I could see him like, you know, cause I noticed him and I make sure if I notice someone, I kind of give him the nod, like the little respect shot. And, and you could tell he was good with that. I'm like, all right, well, this kid's doing what he likes to do. It's the same with, uh, you know, my youngest has genetics that are ridiculous. She eats twice a day and changes. She changed more in five months than people do in years. Mm-hmm. And I get people all the time. Oh, you're helping her a ton, huh? I'm like, nope. I have no nope. idea what she goes to the I'm gym. Fine. I watch her train and she trains hard and she's there for three hours because that's what she likes to do. Right. And whatever just you're looking at, out of just, the way. just her enjoying working out. And if she ever wants to go further, I'm downstairs. We can yeah. do that. Yeah. Perfect. All right. Maybe a couple more here. Dusty, I'm due to order a new box of cigars. Uh, am I ready to expand beyond what's this band, brand Pat, Padron. Pat, Padron? Um <laughs> or should I try another type beyond the 1964? And what does it even mean? A, what is this? That's a specific cigar that I, I probably smoke 10 of those a week, but we won't get into that. Um, <laughs> um, try, try Placencia. Those are awesome yeah. and they're, and they're cheaper, which is a good route. Um, those are, those are the first sticks I ever really got into. So you can't go wrong in anything they make. So that would be my next route. And of course, foxcigar.com because it's the cheapest. Throw my name in there. They'll throw you some extra stuff. Yeah. Use code dusty 20, dusty 20, fox cigar. Literally just put my name and they're like, ah, they feel bad for people who know me. So they give them stuff. Let's toss this guy some stuff. It's terrible. (laughs) I've got one more here. Um, and, and I thought this was kind of a good one. Um, had this other, okay. So we were talking about like gym guys, uh, you know, the, like different stereotypes. And by the way, mm-hmm. we got like a thousand replies about the gym stereotypes and everybody That's awesome. saying we were I right on point. This one. Yeah. I thought this is a good question. So this is stemmed from that. He said, uh, had this other guy who was an absolute monster, at least six, three would squat seven, eight plates dressed in lumberjack gear, all the big dudes would spot him um, and just watch him lift in awe. I remember seeing him at the grocery store towering over the aisles, making his shopping cart look like a Fisher Price toy. One day, I decided to ask him uh, the number one tip he could give me for lifting. And he said, train uh, every body part like it's your favorite. Sticks with me uh, till this day. I thought it was great a great advice. comment, so I wanted to share that, number one. And then, mm-hmm. number two, I wanted to ask you, what was one piece of advice like that that you guys remember from years ago that has stuck with you to this day? Even if you don't use it, it meant a lot to you. Oh, man. I have a ton because I was lucky enough to train with, like, early, like late 80s, early 90s bodybuilders, and I started training in the 2000s. Um, 
but I would say that the, the, the greatest advice that, that I got that I, that I really stuck to early in my career was, um, staying covered up when I was young and feeling my muscle work rather than trying to look at it. And mm. I don't do that when I got older, but it was just something that, uh, it, he really jammed home to me was, was to work on feeling your muscle. Cause I, I think back in the day, they didn't have mirrors in every wall. And I used to like adjust to go stand in front of a mirror. If I was doing anything, like I couldn't even deadlift facing the wrong direction, you know, facing away from a mirror. And that was an adjustment I made and, and it paid off early. And then obviously as I got older, it didn't matter anymore, but I definitely think it affected how I was moving the muscle to not have to be looking in the mirror or have to be seeing my muscle to know it was working. He's like, why, why do you stare? Hmm. Shouldn't you be able to feel a body part that's attached to you? <laughs> I'm like, right. I can't, but good point. Um, <laughs> so, so that was definitely one of them. Then obviously one that we've shared a million times over is uh, that you're fatter than you think you are and smaller than you think you are. I heard that 20 years ago. And yeah. that's the truest thing I've ever heard. And it's a normal process with bodybuilders. You know, I mean, Jesse that, that gave the, uh, the $50 earlier, he, he's already figured that out as the, as the weight is dropping down. He's like, I know I'm not losing muscle. So I was just fatter than I thought. And it's not slowing him down. He knows you just get peeled. You know, mm -hmm. don't even worry about that number. Just get sliced. What about yeah. you guys? Um, I remember a bodybuilder that the funny thing that you said there at the end, what a bodybuilder, when I was getting ready for my first show, he said, get so ripped that you can't believe how you look and then lose 10 more pounds. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> and I was like, Oh, and he's like, yeah, cause you're going to impress yourself. But those judges, they've seen it all before. Right. That's great. Yeah. And I was like, Oh, he's like, you think you're the first guy that they've seen that looks really good. Right. You won't be the first you're guy not, that day. Yeah. Not even <laughs> the first guy in that class that looks really good. Yeah. Right. So he just said, like, the guy that gets the most shredded is going to win. So just be him, you know. And for the most part, at all the regional shows, that's kind of how it works. Like, conditioning you, just kills at that level. You yeah. totally reminded me of something JJ told me that I forgot about probably since then. But uh, I had told him, I sent him pictures one day, and I said, ah, the lighting's not great here. And his response was, when you're really sliced, the lighting doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Yeah. And I, it's, it's yeah. true. And as you get, as you do start to realize like that, I've never seen a picture of like months or I was like, ah, I just I think if he's in better lighting, he'd look harder. Hmm. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you'd be in the dark. You're like, dude, sliced. <laughs> yeah. I it's it. a, it's a, it's from, from like the most regional all the way to the pros there. I still hear this from everyone. They're really, really obsessed with weight some, sometimes, and it get, they get hooked on weight, and they know mm. that it's incorrect. They mm. know that it's going to cost them, yeah. but it's, it's, it's like, that, it's like that, that really beautiful woman that they just can't resist, right? <laughs> and and, and you know, maybe, they'll, maybe they compete at 205, and they look great, and then the next day they're 207. You're like, oh, I could have been two pounds bigger. Right. It's like, like, don't live. You know, you can't live like that. That's not, you know what I mean? Like, 
Yeah. And then, you know, or get really obsessed with weight. Oh, maybe I should be 10 pounds heavier. It's like, ah, I doubt that's the right route. Like we're going to lose right. some detail. You know, I see guys all the time and we've even heard top pros say, yeah, you know, I was just trying to come in really full and that cost me. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> that usually costs people sacrificing anytime anyone sacrifices condition. It normally costs them normally. Well, that's why in my opinion, Ian won by a landslide at the show this weekend. Condition. Turn around. He was harder. Like it, he was harder. Open every, and he was shut harder to me. everywhere. He yeah, was harder. But I mean, it was re- like from the from the back. That's what I should say is he was alone when they turned around. They all look good from the front. You know, his condition was just way too much. So that's that's a perfect example. I I think it would have been interesting if the top two were sliced out of their minds. Then you're like, wonder what'll happen. You know, I still I, think Ian yeah. will win, but. <laughs> Yeah. Jesse gave okay. us another super chat. Jesse, Jesse. you're out of control. You got, yeah. I'm going to have to stop you. <laughs> yeah. No, for real. You got to stop, man. You got to stop. We appreciate it, well, man. I don't, for wait, real. Wait, wait. We got let's, <laughs> let's, let's You got to stop, man. You got to stop, man. Let's think about this. <laughs> oh, man. Ron, Ron owes Jesse cardio to somehow be easier this week for his science. <laughs> Here, here's here's one. Okay, here's here's some question, great. Though. Here's some great advice. Here's some good. Well, hold on a second. We'll, we'll, we'll read the question so that okay, the people yeah. who are maybe listening later on the audio version okay. know what you're saying. Cardio did get easier by donating fifty. C. <laughs> That's funny. You gonna read it? Okay. Read the question oh, for us. Yeah. You, okay. You take it. Take it from here. Question. Please. Yes. What was your guys' mentality going into your first ever show? Go in there to win. Don't show up last place. Or was it something as simple as just showing up in great shape? Hmm. Oof. Scott, you go first. You went first on anything. All right. First show. Okay. Question. What was your guys' mentality going into your first show? Um, I just wanted to be my best. You know, I, I, I was excited that I could freaking do it. You know, like to me, it wasn't the first time that I had tried to diet and get absolutely lean. But it was the first time that I actually achieved it. And right. it, it, I did get leaner later. Like the following year, I got absolutely peeled. Like it, it, it was like the coolest thing ever. But Your in my mind, it got McNally conditioning. It was. Yeah. Like I, I, I had gotten to be known like for having really good condition. And it was based oh. off of that second show. But the first show I got, you know, in shape. Right. And right. Um, I was just happy to be there. I was I took second place in my class. And uh, it, I think there were six guys in, in the class, and I was shocked. I, I looked at the other guys, and I was like, holy crap. I beat right. all of those other people, you know? And I was literally – and they showed us the scorecards, too. I don't think they always do that now. But we saw the scorecards, and I literally lost first place by one point. I wasn't disappointed. I was excited. I was like, I almost – I'm that – I was that good that day with this right. crowd that – I could have almost done this up for me. I was just purely excited for the experience and to go through it and to experience the water prep, the, like the water cut, the manipulation and, you know, mm. which just to see what the whole thing was like the loading, you know, back then right. we used to do a lot of tanning. So I was like all tanned and everything. And, uh, and then we painted the tan on ourselves. So like figuring yeah. that, but like I'd done all my research, you know, I, I knew like you had to shave and I knew like, you know, I remember my girlfriend like you know, painting that stuff on me in the basement with tarps put down and everything. It was, it was wild. You know, it was it was some of the like the best memories were getting to it though. 
like the actual yeah. show, I was surprised at how short it actually was. I would practice for 30 minutes, an hour at a time, you know, it was all I was thinking about. And then when the show actually happened, it was like, it was over, yep. <laughs> you know, but yeah, that Pretty was my wrong. mentality. How about you guys? Well, I, uh, I remember my, my first show, I was two thirty at that first show when I was 21 and I went to, I did that show when I was a teenager, but that was like unsanctioned and everything. But when I was 21, I went to the show and I was expecting there to be like 10 heavyweights who were all 230, 240. I was expecting there to be just a ton of guys. And I got there and there's two heavyweights. And I weighed right. in and everyone's like, oh my God, you're 230 pounds? Jesus. And I would remember thinking like, aren't there 10 of us? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Because back then heavyweight was 198. That's it. Right. There was no super. Right. So there was one heavyweight that was like 205. And then there was I mean, me, like 230. And huh. I had striated glutes. And I was, I went there expecting like a bloodbath of heavyweights, like just brutal. <laughs> like, and I was like, oh. And then I, you know, I won pretty easily. And, but my mentality, the whole prep was I'm going into like this battle with all these men. Yeah. Like, there's going to be all these heavyweights, man. There's all these guys, you know. <laughs> Because I'd seen like nationals sliced. already. Yeah, I'd already been to nationals, and I'd seen what the national level physique was like. And I was like, okay, well, all the guys that are trying to get there, I have to get through them. So it's going to be brutal. Like, I got to be ready. And then I like, went there, and there's two heavyweights. It's <laughs> <I was> like, <laughs> oh, damn. Did okay. you win the overall your second show or your first show? No, I did not. The middleweight one. Hmm. Okay. And I remember afterwards, I was very confused. Huh. I was like, how did that guy beat me? And I remember all the judges said the same thing. They're like, your tan needs to be darker. You would have won if your tan was darker. No kidding. Oh, and I was no. like, really? But if you think I would have won with a darker tan, shouldn't you that mean I already won? judge me that way? Right. Like, I remember being confused. And they're like, nah, your tan was, was too light. Wow. Down. Wow. And I was like, ouch. So I never right. let that happen again. Yeah, yeah I bet. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it was a good lesson. It was also a good lesson to get beat by middleweight because that really, that was probably a great lesson early on. Like, oh, right. okay, well, yeah. everything matters. Like if they would have let me off the hook for the tan, maybe I wouldn't have fixed my tan, right? Yeah. Right. So it all added up. Yeah. You know, take what you get, That's people. <laughs> Mine is simple. Um, my first show, I hated every second of the prep. I was never going to do it again. <clears throat> And I was only finishing it because I started it and I was literally raised to never quit anything you do. And because I had said I was going to do it, I had to. And so it was, I, I mean, I did everything I was supposed to do, but I really wasn't even thinking about what was going to happen at the show. I just wanted to finish the 12 weeks I had signed up for and be done. Wow. And then I <clears throat> went to the show. I had fun. Um, and I did realize I could have done more. Huh. And that was... The, the beginning of the chase of getting better. I think that's why, all kidding aside, I always joke, but like why I chased bodybuilding, even though I know I wasn't born to do it, was I was addicted to the idea that every year or so I could try to beat myself and get better and better. And it just eventually reached a point where it became feasible for my best to possibly squeak in a pro card. Hmm. But I definitely learned that was that day. And seeing guys that were definitely better than me, I took third and I was like, all right, I might need to do this again. 
ah. you know, so that was the, right. the addiction. But yeah, the, the 12 weeks sucked from like day one. I, I had no idea macaroni and cheese was not part of a prep. <laughs> <laughs> I got one more just because it was interesting and we haven't ever talked about it before. You're going to have to level with us around. Um, when you guys were coming up, was there a beef with Fuad since you guys were both from Canada? Ah. It says Anne mentions a rivalry. You had your rivalry with Ben Pakulski. I think he means Fuad. Like Fu, uh, Fuad and Ben had a little bit of more of a rivalry because okay. they were both from Ontario. And I guess when I say rivalry, I meant you were rivals on stage, not that you yeah. were, had a rivalry. Yeah, yeah. I should. So, yeah. yeah, we all competed. Let's be clear. Against each other. Yeah. So mm-hmm. Fuad, Fuad turned pro in 06. Ben didn't show up till 07, and which I actually competed against Ben twice. I, I beat him in 07, but I didn't win the overall, which sucked. And then the following year, Ben beat me, and then he won the overall, so he got his pro card. But Fuad was already pro, but then once Ben became a pro, they were sort of the two guys from Ontario, and there was a bit of rivalry because, you know, who's number one, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Fuad and Ben did several shows where they placed like right next to each other. You know what I mean? Right. Like Fuad might beat Ben by a placing. And then I, I'm not, obviously I'm not sure on the history, but they were like right next to each other in the placings at several shows. So there was some rivalry there. Um, but um, I mean, the only rivalry I ever had with Fuad or Ben was just as a national level competitor. You know what I mean? Um, right. But I always got along with, I always got along with everybody. I mean, I've known Fuad a long time. I remember Fuad at his very first nationals. He was a heavyweight. He got fifth. And I remember he had his hair bleached blonde. So if you ever see a photo of Fuad with bleached blonde hair, that's yeah. from his first nationals. And I remember I, remember I went up to him. I went up to him backstage that year. And I said, uh, hey, man, you look great. You got a great physique. And he's like, oh, thanks. And we were like comparing legs in the mirror. And I think he weighed like, you know, he was like 210 or something. Right. And. 205 or something like that and we're like posing together backstage and like you know doing side chess and like having fun and that's when i met fuad so my first my first introduction with fuad was like awesome because we got along right away you know so i never really had any beef with with fuad at all so all right well that was it we had more but we could sit here all day and just keep (laughs) literally probably for hours we could do like a marathon for 10 hours doing this show i bet right right (laughs) right good enough guys okay well, that was great. Uh, obviously, you know, I was stuck in the airport on Monday, so we were unable to record. So I'm glad that we got to smash out a live episode. We freaking appreciate this crazy, like, we had a lot of people watching the whole time. It was and awesome. the comments yeah. were nonstop. And, and there was tons of comments I saw you guys throw up that I would have loved to have, you know, talked about. But, it, it, you know, things are moving pretty quick. And Scott yeah. uh, does his best to pull up the... Great job pulling stuff up, by the way, because oh, there's a lot you. going on over here. Yeah, you guys are um, freaking awesome with all your comments yeah. and support with this, yeah. with this episode. Yeah, yeah. Thank you. So remember to like, share, subscribe, comment, and ring the bell. There we go. And, uh, of course, remember, I am mutant.com. Ding, ding, ding. There we go. Dusty 20, Big Ron 20, 20% off. ISO surge all in get on the gear all that stuff we really appreciate you the patreon for think big bodybuilding network you know for the price of a cup of coffee you can keep a podcast producer homed thank you thank you guys right? for supporting the channel and thank you to jesse and everybody else too thank you guys for the super chats i'll give you one more 
There you go. <laughs> okay, here we go. I still think we need a desk pop sound. We'll work on that. We'll work on that. I need a better it, backstop. Sample it right out of the movie. The desk pop gunshot right out of the movie, and we'll use that. Okay. So we'll get it. Okay. We'll make that work. Okay. Thanks, everybody. And remember, it's just bodybuilding. See you guys. All right. We're closing.